This is the Idea Time Podcast with Dr. Joe North. Welcome to the Idea Time Podcast. Tune in every week for practical tips, strategies, and interviews that will help you to achieve greater professional and business success by thinking more creatively. And now, here's your host, Dr. Joe North. Hello and welcome. I'm doing something really specific this time. In this session, we're thinking about how to create a challenge statement because it's really relevant. It's relevant whether you are really into innovation, whether you have a business that you want to take to the next level, whether you're a facilitator and you're helping people solve problems. Starting off with a challenge statement really focuses the effort, the idea, the innovation onto something super specific. So this is a really good way of how to create a challenge statement. And I'll explain why we need one as we go through and how a challenge statement can be useful. There are things that we all want to do in our businesses, with our organisations, with our careers. And those big ambitious goals, those moonshots. And a great place to start is to regularly ask yourself, wouldn't it be fantastic if? And complete that statement as many times as you can. You know, this is where challenges start. It's with ambition. It's with some dreams that you want to turn into real goals and make them happen. And starting off by really thinking through what you want. And actually, now's a great time to do that. I think over recent weeks and months, as the world has changed, many of us are really reevaluating where our businesses are at, what's important for all of us going forward. And A great activity to do is just to get a pen and paper and answer the question, wouldn't it be fantastic if, as many times as you can, go and have a cup of tea, see what comes out, have a look at what you've written, and then really start to think about which one of those or which which combination of those might be a priority for you that you want to work on. And that's something you can do individually. It's something you can do if you're part of a team. It's an activity you can run and get everybody thinking about wouldn't it be fantastic if in terms of what next, what might those big goals be? In order to get there, uh, it's about thinking, well, actually, what is the specific thing that we want to achieve here? And I really like this quote from Akoff, which is, we fail more often because we solve the wrong problem than because we get the wrong solution to the right problem. I think so many of us, probably in our busyness, in our haste to get things done and make things happen, we set off to solve problem X and actually the real problem is problem Y and we don't realise until we've set off solving problem X that actually problem Y would be the right one to solve and would take us to where we want to be. Now, when I use the word problem, in innovation, of course, problem means the same as opportunity. So in, problem is a, an innovation word for, it's not, it's not negative. A problem is something that can be solved. A problem is an enigma, something that can be worked on and to get solutions for. So really knowing what we want is super important so that we make sure that all the actions, the effort, the solutions that we put in place, we know that they're pointing in the right direction. So what's a challenge statement and why do we need one sometimes or how can it help us? Well, a challenge statement is a problem that you'd like to solve for your business. 
and it provides that clarity that I've been talking about. That clarity on where you want to go, uh, focuses on the results or the outcome that you want to achieve. And it's a specific question that you want to address. And questions are great because if you ask a question such as how might we, how could we, how might I, how could I, then it suggests that actually it's possible, you know, that there are possibilities, there are ways of working towards achieving that challenge. And having a specific challenge statement means that you'll get better, more relevant ideas and solutions to solve the problem. So you'll be thinking about specific things that will help you move forward and get to where you want to get to. And I think with any business growth session you have, with any innovation session that you have, or when you're thinking about business planning, um, having a clear challenge statement for your business can really, really help you. And here's how you might want to start to think about putting one together. So firstly, there are some characteristics of a, of a great challenge and there are different types of problem categories, yeah? So um, Hancock said that there are three, that there are tame problems where there's a single best solution and although it might be hard to get that solution or it might be, you know, need a lot of effort or investment in that solution, that it's really straightforward to solve the problem. You know, the answer is clear. Delivering the answer might not be clear, but the answer is clear. The second sort of problem is a wicked problem. And that's where there are different evolving, interlocking issues, constraints. There's no definitive statement of the problem. It's really a result of lots of different things interacting and changing the whole time, that sense of it being evolving and moving. And I think actually the global COVID-19 situation is illustrative, an example of a wicked problem as, as we're going to get with those that changing scenario, moving parts, different things happening, different interdependencies around the world and so on. And then we've got messy problems. And these are clusters of interrelated problems. So lots of different problems all you know mixed in and connected and they're puzzles. And there's no right or wrong answer. We can only, with messy problems, come to the best decision we can in the circumstances because it's not as clear cut in the same way as it might be with a tame problem. So when you're thinking about a great challenge for your business, for your team, for whatever it is you're doing, then these really need to be in the messy problem um, space. So what are those big messy problems that you've got that you really want to sort out? You know, how to grow uh, in an uncertain world, that's a messy problem. How you want to develop new products and services and get them to new markets, that can be a messy problem as well. There's no one clear straight answer as there is with a tame problem. Now, if you've decided that you want to start to think about achieving a big mission in your business and tackle this messy problem, it's time to start thinking about your challenge statement. So you've done Wouldn't It Be Fantastic If you've identified what the key challenges that you want to work on. And here are some ingredients to make sure that that challenge statement is a really good one. Firstly, make sure that it's people focused. Think about the people involved in the situation where the solution comes into play rather than only being focused on the technology or the economic side or the product specifications. So just a really simple example here for how to make your challenge statement more people focused. 
you could say, how might we help our in-store staff to sell more? And that's far more people focused than how might we sell more? You see the difference there? So bringing the people element into your challenge statement is really important because essentially it's people that will make it happen at the end of the day and the people who will be impacted. The second ingredient for a great challenge statement is to make sure that it's got scope for creativity, that it's not too narrow. It gives people room, it gives you room for different ideas, approaches and solutions. Again, using our simple example, how might we help our in-store staff to sell more has more scope for creativity than how might we sell more through a CRM system, a customer relationship management system. So make sure people have got the scope to generate different ideas, create different options, and really think more laterally about the challenge. The third ingredient of a great challenge statement is to make sure that it also has specific relevant focus. So I know I've just said it needs to have scope for creativity. It also needs to be focused and it is possible to, for the two to sit side by side. So a challenge statement like improve our company is just too broad and it lacks direction. Instead, asking a challenge statement such as how might we help our in-store staff to upsell is more specific than how we, might we help our in-store staff to use the CRM to sell more. So you see the sell more and the upsell, the difference there. So it needs to have specific relevant focus, but it also needs to have space for people to create different ideas. And fourthly, and finally, make it sure it's positive. So a challenge statement is about what you do want to achieve, not what you want to avoid or what you don't want to achieve. So make sure that your challenge statement is worded in a really positive way. How might we help our in-store staff to upsell is more positive than how might we help our in-store staff to stop missing sales opportunities. So you see the difference there. And there's a reason for that. And there's been all sorts of work done in fields such as neuro-linguistic programming, which is around sort of language and how language impacts us and on our behaviours, decision-making, perceptions and so on. And our brains find it uh, easier to move towards something that we do want to do rather than something that we don't. So make sure that the wording is positive. Now, we've got those four ingredients of a great challenge statement. And you know that you've got a wicked or messy problem to solve, preferably a messy one. So how do you start your, your challenge statement? Well, take your wouldn't it be fantastic if work that you've done and your priorities. And step one is to describe the needs of your challenge. So the formula is the user needs to do whatever the user's needs are because and then insert insight. So I know that might be difficult if you're listening. There are slides to go with this session as well, just on the link below. But how this works in practice is that you need to say who the user is, what they need to do and why they need to do it essentially. So an example of taking what we've been talking about and putting that into a challenge statement description is our in-store sales assistants on the deli counter need to be upselling to customers proactively, appropriately and confidently because they have opportunities 
through one-to-one customer contact. So you've got who needs to be um, doing this. And in this case, it's our in-store sales assistants on the deli counter. You've got what they need to be doing. That's upselling to customers proactively, appropriately and confidently. And then you've got why they need to be doing it because they have opportunities through one-to-one customer contact. So your challenge statement is starting to take effect and you're starting to build it. But the next step is to turn that into a question. And a great way of doing this is by adding how might we at the beginning. So how might we make it possible for our in-store sales assistants on the deli counter to appropriately upsell to customers by being more proactive and confident so that they increase average spend per customer. And you can see that this time round, I've tightened up the outcome. I haven't just talked about upselling. I've talked about increasing average spend per customer. So by turning it into a question and refining the challenge statement further, we're getting more specific. We're getting greater clarity about what it is we want to do and why. Now, using a phrase like how might we in your challenge statement is great because it gives people a feeling that there could be different kinds of solutions to the problem and that all ideas are welcome. And also how you want to do it, sort of the things that you want to do, gives people a direction so they know what direction to go in in terms of solving the problem. And here we're talking about appropriately upselling. And the reason why it's so important to have that because or so that in your challenge statement, the reason why you're doing this is important because it will influence the ideas that come out. It will give people a sense of purpose and so on. And in this case, the the so that is so that uh, the in-store sales assistants actually increase average spend per customer. So that's the outcome that you want to achieve. Now, you have a great challenge statement and the time is now to get ready to start to work towards solving that problem and getting some ideas together. But before you dive in and go straight to ideas, it's really important to think about what information you need, you know, getting the data together so that when you generate ideas and you get into what we call ideation, that idea generation part of of an innovation process, that you are doing that based on evidence, information, data, insights. And this table is really helpful in order to help you prepare to do that. So think about what are the items that you need to know? Why do you need to know those things? Who might have that information? You might want to include some stakeholder interviews. For instance, if you're looking to solve this problem of our fictitious deli counter, Obviously, the people who work on the counter would be good people to get information from about what's going on for them. And that's a source of information. So think about any background information that you need to do a really good job of generating ideas to solve your challenge statement. So think about what you need, why you need it. Also, who can provide it or who you need to speak to. And remember that data and information doesn't have to be spreadsheets and facts and big reports. It could also be shorter conversations with people, observing what happens in the environment. We might actually want to go and look and see what happens on the deli counter itself in our simple example here today. And when you've got that data together, you can then start to ideate 
and think about how you might resolve it. And one overall method for doing this that I really like is the problem family tree. And Rene Descartes uh, said, divide each difficulty into as many parts as is feasible and necessary to resolve it. And that was a very long time ago, and I think those principles still hold. So essentially, what you do with this method is to say, here's a challenge statement, you break it down into different bits, you break those bits down into their different components again, you break those components down into their components and keep going until you don't feel that you can break it down sensibly any further and create sort of like a family tree or an organisation chart format with the big chunk at the top and lots of little chunks at the bottom and then start at the bottom and start to think about how you could generate ideas, what ideas you could generate to solve those smaller problems and roll them up and then solve the next level and the next level. Put all your ideas together, bring out the best ones, see how they work in combination and really think about solving your challenge from the bottom up. It's a really efficient, effective and fun way of breaking down a big challenge and making it sort of bite-sized and very, very doable. So we've talked about a challenge statement. We've said that it's a problem you'd like to solve for your business. I've given you some insights on how you can construct a challenge statement for yourself so that you can get some real good ideas going for what you want to achieve in your business and get some clarity around that and do some prep, get the data, and then use the problem family tree structure to start at the top, break down the the challenge, and then start with the small elements and start to think about how you might solve them and work all the way back up again, putting it together. And then you'll get some really relevant ideas and solutions to solve your problem. And then it's just a question of getting on, prioritising and making the ideas happen. If you'd like to know more, get in touch. I'm jo at bigbangpartnership.co.uk. And of course, you can download these slides here. There's a link down below. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Idea Time podcast, brought to you by Dr. Joe North. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to our channel. For even more strategies and advice, visit our website, ideatime.co.uk. Enter your email for leading insights, resources, and more every month, completely free. We'll see you next time.